Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina wa Habibina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salam taslima wa la hawla wa la quwata illa abnaha al-Ali al-Azim It's been a very long night and many talks and I can honestly say everything that I wanted to say has already been said and I'm really not exaggerating that and I feel incredibly honored and also very proud of ISNA to have invited Robert Fisk because those of you who know his work, this is a man of immense courage and this is a time in which we need courage. We need people to have the courage to speak out. We need people to have the courage also to really stand up against this tide of fear. I am the son of a veteran of World War II. World War II started in this country because of an attack on Pearl Harbor. Three, approximately 3,000 Americans were killed in Pearl Harbor. But there were no orange or yellow color schemes created after Pearl Harbor. The President of the United States at that time told the American people, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And I want to really drive that point home to the American Muslim community. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. And the only thing worthy of fear is God Almighty. Because Allah says, Akhshoni, fear me. And don't fear people. And when they came and they said, Allah says in the Quran, when they came and said, Oh, the people are gathering against you, fear them. They increased in Iman. Why did they increase in Iman? Fazadahum Imana. The Mufassirun say, because they were told that if you believe, you are going to have tribulations. So tribulation is part of life. And this country had a great tribulation. On September 11th, it was a tragic event and it has been condemned many, many times by all of the Muslims on this panel. And we will condemn it. As long as we're alive, we'll condemn that day because we're against what happened. But as Imam Zaid said, we also have to condemn reactionary responses. Because September 11th cannot be used as a pretext to do whatever you want in attacking and frightening other people in other places in the world. It can't be used as a pretext. It's completely and utterly unacceptable. And I want to quote another American president, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who said, preventive war was an invention of Hitler. This is the man who led the American forces to victory against fascism. Against fascism. Preventive war was an invention of Hitler. Frankly, 
I would not even listen to anyone seriously that came and talked about such a thing. And so, I have to say, I was in Medina and it was filled with thousands of pilgrims from Iran. And I was in a mosque in Masjid Quba and there was a group of Iranians there. And one of them saw me and called me over. He, I had a turban on, he had a turban on. Not very many people wear turbans anymore. So he called me over. And he was a mullah with a group of students. And he asked me, where are you from? Min aina anta? And I said, ana amriki walakinni amriki musalim. I said, I'm an American and I raised my hands in mock surrender and said, but I'm a peaceful American and I represent the majority of Americans. And I have nothing against the people of Iran. And he said, I too am a peaceful Iranian and I represent the majority of Iranians. And we cannot allow the incompetent political leaders of our time to create havoc and destruction for the masses of humanity. Because wars are started by few, but they're suffered by many. And it's not acceptable, not in our time and not in any time. It's not acceptable. Violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. And we need discussion, we need dialogue, as the former president said, we need to speak to each other. We need to talk. And we need to use arbitration. We need to use diplomacy. We don't need shock and awe. We need talk and law. That is what we need. And so we have to reject this discourse of violence wherever it is. War, and I say this with full conviction of my words, war is as obsolete in an age in which the atom has been split as bloodletting is to cure the ailments of the body. You cannot cure the ailments of society with war. You cannot eliminate terrorism by terrorizing people. You cannot eliminate terrorism by bombing women and children. You cannot eliminate terrorism by destroying every, every principle that humanity has been striving to achieve since its inception. All of the great principles that have become common coin in our age that were the dreams of philosophers 2,000 years ago. They were the dreams of philosophers and they've become common understandings. We cannot throw any of this away because we have people that are incompetent, people that would not be, have middle management, middle management jobs in corporations. Many of them wouldn't even get past the interviews in those job applications. These are the type of political leaders that we have. We have a crisis. Our political leadership is in crisis. Our commercial leadership is in crisis. Our economic leadership is in crisis. And our religious leadership is in crisis because our religious leaders have failed to bring people back to the metaphysics of religion, to the truths of charity, to the truths of love, to the truths of harmony. They use anger, 
They use revenge and they use hatred. And we have to drive that discourse out of our mosques, wherever they are. We have to drive that discourse out of our mosques. We have to drive anti-Jewish rhetoric out of our mosques and out of our living rooms. And I say that with utter conviction. I say that with utter conviction. It is time that we stop demonizing the Jews. And we have to honor the noble Jewish people that spoke out against the tyranny of Israel in the most recent war. Many Jews spoke out. They spoke out with the vilification of their own community being called self-hating Jews. But they spoke out because they were people that were upholding the virtues of Judaism. The virtues of the Mosaic tradition that believes in justice. And it doesn't just believe in justice for the Jewish people. It believes in justice for the stranger. It believes in justice for the neighbor. That is the religion of Moses that we believe in. We are people of Moses. The Jews are not children of, of pigs and, and monkeys and that should never be uttered on the tongue of a Muslim. They are children of prophets. They are children of, of Israel, a prophet of God. They're children of Jacob. They're children of Isaac. That's who they are. And so we reject the anti-Jewish discourse. I reject it. I don't want to be part of it. I wasn't raised with it. I was introduced into it when I went to the Middle East and studied in the Arab world. Infected by it, but I reject it. Because I want to see guidance for my Jewish brothers and sisters as much as I want to see guidance for my Buddhist brothers and sisters, for my Christian brothers and sisters. This is what we want. I want guidance. And this is the teaching of my Prophet ﷺ. And I don't want his teaching stolen by anybody and distorted by anybody. I want it restored in its centrality to remind people that he was a mercy to all the world. Our Prophet was a mercy to all the world. And in closing, when I came into the United States from Saudi Arabia, the first person that took my passport from Homeland Security was Officer Abbasi, a Muslim man, Homeland Security. And he said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go for further interrogation. He didn't say interrogation, but that's what he meant. <laughs> so I went into another room and the next person from Homeland Security that I met was Abdullah Zafar. <laughs> I'm not making this up. They can, you can find their names in New York. And then the third officer I met was Officer Malik, who greeted me and apologized and said, I saw you speak at Madison Square Garden. So I'm thinking, Homeland Security is being run by Muslims. Homeland Security, that's the front line, New York City. And I had three Muslims before I got to Officer Kilpatrick. <laughs> and when it was all said and done, after an hour and a half with my 14-year-old boy, who I'm convinced was a suspicious one, <laughs> when it was all said and done, they apologized and set me on my way. It's all a big mistake because Hamza Yusuf sounds too much like Ramsey Yusuf. <laughs> So we had a mistake and they took me. When I finally got to the, the, the promised land, that little border that separates you from no man's land to being a citizen of the United States of America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, where we have rights. And so when I, when I handed her my, my little ticket, 
that said I was okay. I was no longer a security threat. I crossed that threshold, and who was there to greet me in the great state of New York City but a giant picture of Muhammad Ali, <laughs> one of the greatest American Muslims, welcoming everybody into the United States of America. And what did the poster say? It said, his greatest fight isn't in the ring. Courage, pass it on. That was the message. And I took from that message, the American Muslim community has to be courageous. We have to speak the truth. Let the cards fall where they may. Be courageous people. Look at you. You're great people. When I look out here, I see amazing faces. And I'm proud that we have an American Muslim sister as our president. I'm proud that we have a Canadian American Muslim citizen as our president. Because she is an inspiration, not just to the women in this room, but to the men of this room. She's an inspiration. And we need more of this. We need to elevate our sisters. All these women in here with your hijabs, you are, are amazing people. And I have immense respect for you and love for you. May Allah give you the courage to carry the banner of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who in every picture I've ever seen of her is wearing a hijab. You have the banner of Mary, the mother of Jesus, in a land that people have forgotten that Christian women once were the most modest women in a land that people have forgotten. They've forgotten modesty. They've forgotten what it was, but you are carrying the banner of modesty with you wherever you go, and every religion has a characteristic. The, the character of my religion is modesty.